Uh, hey, Aaron. Yeah, I'm gonna throw up. Uh, me too. Y'all boys ready for this? How the folks let's gather around. Bowl the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too late. I already threw up. I threw up as well. I'm going to gag. <laughs> I threw up. Oh, goodness. And that probably explains the way a lot of us are feeling this week after a wild week 12. Um, it's it's just bananas. Everybody basically has the same record. I'm already getting into it. We'll get into it later. Hi. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Chris Mitchum, I got the boy, the homie, Aaron Hunt. Yo, yo. And we welcome back to uh, – is he dead? I think he might be. I don't I don't know where Do Tim we, is. Does anybody know where Tim is? I, he's not here. I know that. Tim, um, well, wherever you are, we hope you're safe, and we hope you come back soon because we miss you. We miss you, man. Um, but no, uh, in case anybody's genuinely worried out there, Tim is fine. Um, he's just had some stuff come up where he was unable to join us this week. So it will be um, my my best friend for the week, Aaron Hunt, <laughs> and myself. Um, oh, taking... call me a best friend. There you go, buddy. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I mean, I get to stare into your eyes all pod. Yeah, we've got like the home improvement, you know, the neighbor thing going on where <laughs> I can only see Chris's eyes and the Santa hat he's wearing. We need... <laughs> it's Christmas season. When you really need to take a picture of our pod setup. So people can see how I can like just see your eyeballs, <laughs> and that's it. It's interesting. Oh my gosh! Um, it is episode twelve. It is the evening of Wednesday, December second, two thousand and twenty. And I hope everybody had a great Turkey Day with their family. And now that it's past, that means it's Christmas season. I got the Santa hat on. I'm freaking hype. We need to be signing off these podcasts with Christmas songs now. What should be the first one we sign off with, Aaron? I bet I know what it is. I bet you don't. I bet it's I'm gonna go with all I want for Christmas is you, isn't it? No, I think like Silent Night. That might be a good one. Put people to sleep, man. Hey, you're signing off. We usually get <laughs> done with these pretty late anyway. That's so. true. We're just going to fall asleep. Gosh. And it's Christmas season, which means it is the season of giving. And what better gift to have than Wednesday afternoon football? Yeah. That's so weird. Uh, it was really strange. I was at work. It was 3 o'clock. I was like, I guess I'll turn on the Ravens-Steelers NFL game. To see RG3 throw a pick six. To Tim's delight, I'm sure. And speaking of that, uh, I have a story for you today. Uh, oh, boy. That was not to my delight. So I was driving to CVS, right? I uh, needed to get a COVID test in order to be able to work at Sun King part-time again. So I was on my way there. This lady just pulls out in front of me and almost T-bones me, right? Nice. I mean, there's not even a turn lane. She just gets right into my business, right? Just all up in Black Betty's business. That's the name of my car. <laughs> and she didn't see me. And so I just come to a halting stop because she just takes up all of my space and then she just starts yelling at me. I can see through the car and being like, go, go, go. <laughs> and so I just sat there for like 10 seconds just staring at her, just 
letting her know like, Hey, you are in the wrong, not me. And so I, I kept going. And, uh, eventually once she started to turn, I just gave her a nice little wave and, uh, think she was not too happy with me with that kill him with kindness kill him with kindness how old was she oh she had to be like late 20s oh mid to late 20s like around my age i would say oh man if it was like a karen if she was like high 30s mid 40s i would have got out the car oh i've been like come do something dude high 20s they could like as that i don't know i was pretty fired up i may have said a choice word or two but uh yeah well, I'm, I'm sorry that traumatic event happened to you, Aaron. Hey, I hope everything's right. cool. You're potting now. You're in a safe space. Right. I mean, 2020, it's at least some excitement in my life. So That's right. On the show today, Week 12 Review, we have the power rankings and standings. Is there a new king this week? In case you haven't heard, Stretch has lost two straight games and totaled the lowest points total in this league history last week. wonder who he played. <laughs> we'll see. And... Uh, He's been number one for so long, so it'll be interesting to see what happened with him. We'll get to that. And then, of course, the segment everybody's waiting for, the playoff scenario segment. Who needs to win and somebody else needs to lose? We're going to break down each team's situation. And, of course, the Week 13 preview. Drink of the week. I am sipping a nice filtered H2O from my refrigerator. Some nice water this week. Nothing special. I had a Sam Adams winter longer. Wow, longer. Winger longer. Winger longer. A winter lager. It's uh, no longer here because I finished it. So I do not have a drink. I'm a man of the people. I'm honest. That's boring. Tim, we need you. All right. Week 12 was the absolute ideal setup for what is going to be a climactic week 13. I feel like kind of everybody that needed to win in order to stay in playoff contention won in week 12, if that makes sense. We'll just dive right in then. The five and six Big Ben Revenge Tour and Hayden took on the five and six Team Uninspired Youth and Anthony. Both teams needed a win. I called this a loser goes home game, and I think I was right. I mean, the slide for Hayden continues. Now on a four-game skid, he had a little better performance this week. At least 121 is respectable, better than like his average of 100 he's been putting up, but Let's just say the result had a drastic impact on the playoff implications for Hayden, and we'll get to that later. Um, For Hayden, a goose egg for Darius Slayton is not going to help. Colt McCoy throwing you the ball does not help. And then Aaron Jones' recent slide, along with the inconsistencies of the Tampa Bay running backs, it just hasn't been a good formula for Hayden. I feel like the players are there, but the consistency is not. And the last time Hayden won was week eight, right? What house, What else happened in week eight? Miles Gaskin goes on the IR. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. Miles Gaskin seemed to be, outside of Aaron Jones, maybe the only other consistent running back on his roster. So he goes out. He goes on a skid. You know, make your own conclusion. But that's something to, certainly to note. Um, for Anthony, I mean, he keeps marching on. It seems like Anthony putting up 140 points is just seems commonplace now. I feel like he does it every week. And ladies and gentlemen, it is officially Tractor Cito season. The, yeah, it is. The abominable snowman has evolved. And listen to this remaining schedule, Aaron Hunt. <laughs> Cleveland, Jacksonville, Detroit, Green Bay, Houston. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Derrick Henry is about to eat everything. 
But it's not all Suns and Roses for Anthony. You can't mention his team without mentioning the loss of Will Fuller. Honestly, that's what happens when you're popping pills from a dude on the street. I don't know if you saw like his excuse, but he was basically like, this trainer that I trusted didn't give me the right pills, and he's a jerk, and now I'm suspended. Like, dude, it's on you. Just don't be taking pills from people that don't know what they're doing. But anyways, Will Fuller was the number eight, number eight wide receiver on the year and was coming off a 35-point explosion this week. Anthony's really going to miss those points, but either way, he jumps to 6-6 six and six after this win and controls his own destiny, while Hayden, we'll get to him later. Final score, Hayden 121, Anthony 146. Aaron and Tim correctly picked Anthony this week, and I unfortunately picked Hayden. Yeah, you just got to feel bad for Hayden at this point. I mean, on a four-game skid, and it was only a month ago where we were looking at Hayden, we were like, yeah, you know, I think this is a true playoff team. He's got a lot of strengths, but – Man, he's just a fall from grace. I said it on last pod, and I'll say it again. Pat Mahomes continues to do his thing, but when you don't get good output from the rest of your team, it seems like each week, that's what can happen. Inconsistencies, I feel like, kind of defines Hayden. Like I said, I feel like the players are there. They're just all not clicking on the same week. You know, Cooper Cup explodes last week and then doesn't do anything this week. It's Mm -hmm. like Ronald Jones even. Right. He'll go off for a 98-yard touchdown run one week and then not do anything the next one. It's just – Not everybody's clicking on the same week. That's happened four straight weeks, and he's paid the price. So on to the next matchup. We had Team Fairlife, ninth ranked in the power rankings. Let me know if I bamble on about how great this matchup was. Ninth ranked in the power rankings, five and six, going up against the king of the league, Stretch, number one in the power rankings for, what is it, like five consecutive weeks now, eight and three, the unmovable force. I had no chance. Team Fairlife was going to lose for sure and be out for the playoffs. Aaron, take it away. (laughs) (sighs) Yet again, another answered prayer from Jesus himself (laughs) for Chris Mitchum. The best team in our league, according to rankings, the last five weeks has the lowest point total in league history. (laughs) Somebody explain that. Can somebody grab me a beer? Like, I just... I don't even know what to say to that. 79 points from stretch. <laughs> I mean, Kyler Murray, number one QB on the year, comes in and gets seven points. You know why? It's because he was playing Chris Mitchum in Indianapolis. Yippee. That's why. Stretch said himself, when he, we had the interview with him, he lives and dies by Alvin Kamara and Kyler Murray. When they get less than 15 combined points, that's just not going to get it done. He doesn't have enough consistency across the board at other positions. Um, don't look now, but stretch is trending downward, especially with the inconsistent output from his flex positions. Uh, stretch, no offense. Your flex positions the last few weeks have just been downright ugly. Um, you were able to get them correct the beginning of the season and into the middle of the season, but recently you've not been hitting on those. Um, the mix in on IR Tyler Lockett has cooled off Stretch's team is all of a sudden not heading in the right direction going into the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. For Chris, you got to love the undisputed RB1. Came in with a big woo, game. Woo, 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 woo. Uh, 24 points. He'll take that all day from Kenyon Drake. With Chris, the theme has been all year you win who you win. And that's how I'll conclude. Chris ends up getting the victory, 112. And then team saving Matt Ryan, 79.
Oh, you win who you win indeed, baby. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't really have anything else to add other than my undisputed, locked and loaded, you know, 100% guaranteed running back one. Kenyon Drake came through, um, hoping he can have a big surge at the end of the year. But I needed this win, obviously. I'm pretty sure with my points four, if I would have lost, I would be out of the playoffs. So uh, Jesus really blessed me here. So we'll go on to the next game. We had Aaron and team Let Russ Cook at 5-6 and six going up against Clayton and the Red Rocket at 4-7. and seven. And Clayton, we knew, he came into this game with a little itty-tiny itty-bitty chance of a playoff berth, right? Um, you know, he waltzed in to the matchup having prepared, you know, and his season ended really only the way Clayton's season could end. Aaron puts up a league record 195 points breaking the previous high set by anthony in week six with 190 aaron explained it perfectly i don't know if you watched the uh nate robinson jake paul or logan paul i get jake paul jake paul the nate robinson jake paul fight but um the tyreek hill fifty thousand point explosion was the right haymaker that just sent Clayton to the ground, and he wasn't moving. Bang! It was terrible um, for Aaron. I mean, what a comeback game for Austin Eckler. You thought maybe, you know, the Chargers would ease him in, you know, like first game back from a while. Nah, 14 carries, 16 Herbert the Pervert targets. My goodness. And another plus, Dallas Goddard, looking like a shining star in what is a very bleak tight end landscape. And is it time for the transformation, the late push of my boy david montgomery yes it is oh man that 60 yard run was electric yeah it was I, electric I, I was joking with you that for probably 40 yards of that run everybody was running side by side with him actually ahead of him uh if you will but he got it 60 yards rumbling bumbling stumbling oh baby <laughs> and uh yeah tiger was pretty good i mean you know he just broke the single-game record uh, with 58 points in our league, beating Tyler Lockett's Week 7 record at 53 points. Um, so Aaron, only way is looking up as we move into what is a critical week. And for Clayton. <sighs> Hell of a season, man. I mean, if you really want to look at Clayton, all you have to do is look at his Week 12 roster, and that tells you everything, right? If you would have told me Clayton... The Red Rocket, number one preseason ranked the Red Rocket, would bow out with Mike Davis, Derek Carr, Naeem Hines, Travis Fulgham, Denzel Mims, and Cole Beasley in his lineup. I mean, something obviously went wrong. <laughs> I mean, of course. I mean, he was missing Christian McCaffrey and David Johnson and Dak Prescott. You want me to keep going? Yeah, keep going. All right. Marlon Mack, Kenny Galladay, Julio Jones. I mean... Hey, at least T.Y. had a good game. Hey. Cold, cold, cold. He's alive. <laughs> Aaron moves to the 6-6 six and six scrum and delivers the knockout blow to Clayton. Thank you for playing the Red Rocket. Final score, Aaron 195. Ugh. Clayton 97. All three pundits correctly pick Aaron. Yeah, it was kind of crazy uh, for me, especially watching the Kansas City game, just seeing how Tyreek Hill was 
just unstoppable even in the first quarter. I think once the first quarter ended, he already had 40 points. Is a backflip into the end zone the most disrespectful thing you can do in football? Basically, yeah. Like, you have the time to plant your feet and, like, perform a nice backflip into the end zone. Yeah. But the thing with Tyreek is he he backs it up. That's true. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really unfortunate for Clayton. I hate to see him go out this like this. Uh, I've been on the wrong side of fantasy seasons before with injury bugs, but uh, man, he's he had a bad case of injuries this year. He did. So, yeah. But I'm very excited. I'm in the middle of the playoff conversation, assuming I I win. But we'll get into all that later. Mm. What could have been with a healthy Marlon Mack, a healthy Dak Prescott, Galladay, Julio Jones? Ugh, what could have been. Thanks for coming out, Clayton. On to the next game. We had Steven and Mount Passmore at 5-6 and six fighting for his playoff life, going up against Team Don Perignon and Don at 6-5. and five. Yeah, and for this one, we all had uh, Steven picked uh, across the board. Um, really, you got to start in this matchup with Deshaun Watson. That dude is on another level right now. Four touchdowns in this one. You know, Will Fuller, the news of him getting suspended, that does hurt. Oof. But I don't see him slowing down. I feel like you put any sort of receiver out there, the way Deshaun's playing, he's going to get the ball there somehow. Um, he's all the Texans have left. That's really. very true. So, um, yes, yeah, Deshaun or nothing for them. As far as the running backs, Chubb and James Robinson, for my money, uh, they're the best running back combo in the league currently for us. Uh, Big words. I, I believe that. I really do. Wow. And I think their output this week really showed that. They both looked very solid, and they're poised to continue strong. They combined for 50-plus points. James Robinson's been that dude all year long, and it looks like Nick Chubb is back to full strength. So um, no complaints there, I'm sure, for Steven. A.J. Brown is a beast. Went off for 25 again this week. His other wide receiver output, it wasn't terrible. It was decent. Um, He's got to figure out that last flex position. Leonard Fournette this week with five points. That's a little concerning. Too bad he can't play a quarterback in a flex position. I know. (laughs) For Don, Zeke getting two points, that just simply can't happen. Uh, Your first-round pick in a startup draft gets you two points. What is going on? Like, hi, what happened? Hey, Saquon (laughs) almost played better than him this week. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he would have been better off playing almost any other running back this week as opposed to Zeke, so uh, that's just, yeah, unacceptable. Um, Rodgers keeps marching on for him. Receivers were also pretty solid. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, Terry McLaurin, all of those guys were in the teens and points, to, you know, their points. Um, the biggest difference here was the running back positions with Steven outscoring Don at that position by a wide margin, because Damian Harris didn't do shit either. So, Cooks gets a bump, obviously, going forward um, for Don, with Will Fuller being out, but I'm not going to lie, I'm licking my chops uh, to play Don this week. So, final score, Steven wins handedly, 171, Don, team Don Perignon, 116. Yeah, I think I've said it before, but whenever you have two Patriots players, in your lineup, and you're relying on Zeke in what is now a rather ineffective Dallas Cowboys offense. I think Don's been playing on borrowed time since Dax went down, and he's decided to rely on the Patriots offense. So if he does somehow manage to make it into the playoffs, I'm not confident in him really whatsoever, but he just happens to be playing a team that is on fire next week in 
Aaron. So, uh, again, Steven, with the emphatic victory, keeps also his playoff hopes alive. And we go into the last game, which, of course, as you know, is always the game of the week. This week's game of the week was between Tim and Burrow's best at 5-6, and six, fighting for their playoff life going up against Zach give me respect Welch and the broad ripple swim team at seven and four and this week's game of the week was highlighted by two all-star quarterbacks and Daniel Danny Dimes Jones and Carson I was an MVP candidate once Wentz of course not really Aha-ha. Tim's team brought the thunder with Antonio Gibson and DK Metcalf this week Antonio Gibson was finally freed from the shackles of J.D. McKissick this week. And D.K., you know, Big black nigga. he did D.K. things, per usual. And Zach tried to counter with solid performances from Carson Wentz. How did Carson Wentz put up those numbers? Like, we were watching that game. It was so bad. He's so bad. Like, what happened? He's really bad. He got lucky. Hey, what happened? He got lucky at the end of the game. <laughs> when he threw up that pass to the end zone and Richard Rodgers had an incredible one-handed grab. Man. I mean, this game was pretty close, hence the big game of the week, but can you imagine if that would have swung it? Oh, my goodness. That would have been bananas. You know, he tried, again, to counter with solid performances from Carson Wentz. Chris Godwin and Amari Cooper, I mean, is he good again? I don't – Andy Dalton's back. You know, I kind of forgot everything about the Cowboys' offense, but he had a good game, so maybe he's back. I don't know. But we'll see going forward. This game, as most games of the week do – Came down to Wednesday afternoon, which sounds super weird. Came down to Wednesday afternoon. Zach down 21 points entering the Ravens-Steelers game. He had Deontay Johnson and Eric Ebron remaining, while Tim rolled out their Steelers defense. And besides a Hollywood bomb, he's back. Did you Shout out him? Team Did Fairless. you see that? Did you see him? Um, the Steelers largely held the Ravens in check, and Deontay and Ebron couldn't make up the difference. And Tim was able to pull out the win and keep his playoff hopes alive. Tim should be thanking his lucky stars. He got the W this week with underperformances from Hopkins, Jacobs, Wallers, Miles Sanders. I guess you could take the optimist approach and say he scored 135 points with those guys not performing. Or you could take the other way and be like, what the crap happened? You know, whatever. Hopefully that doesn't extend. As for Zach, he couldn't overcome a pedestrian Dalvin Cook performance. Aaron, please explain to me how Dalvin Cook scored nine points against the Carolina defense. My grandma could run for 50 yards on the Carolina defense. Yeah, like, yeah, there's no explanation, really. I think Didn't he get hurt during the game? I think he did. Is that, was that why, a questionable maybe? tag, yeah. I mean, he still had, you know, 18 carries and four targets. I mean, whatever. But And, of course, the Antonio Gibson explosion that he faced against him directly correlated with the J.D. McKissick downfall. McKissick only scoring four points for him this week. Tim, like I said, stays alive in the playoff hunt, and Zach hangs on to a winning record. Final score, Tim, 135, Zach, 123. Aaron and Tim incorrectly picked Zach Moi, and I picked Tim. Yeah, I mean, a really close game down to the end. Uh, Lots of excitement, especially when Carson Wentz actually made it a game for Zach to have a chance, but... uh, the pick six from the Steelers' defense really gave Tim a leg up. And yeah, set the tone. It really did set the tone, and uh, Zach really couldn't climb back and uh, get the points that were needed. So Tim marches on. It's good to see that he's uh, alive in the playoff hunt, but uh, 
his team scares me a little bit. I mean, Antonio Gibson, you know, he's rolling. And, uh, you know, he's got some other guy, other pieces as well that are doing really good. So if he can get all of those guys to go off in a week, I mean, Tim is just as explosive as any team in the league. Alive in the playoff hunt indeed, and I would say deservedly so. A quick pick em update for week 11. Aaron and myself go 4-1, and one, bang, bang. And Tim goes 3-2. and two. I think this is the first week we've all been over 500 in our pick ems. So kumbaya to everyone. And that causes the overall to be with Aaron still in the lead at 29 and 21. Tim in second place, slowly trying to creep up back up to 500 at 23 and 27. And your boy, I'll take a 10 game difference. I'm 20 and 30, but I feel like I was really bad like a couple weeks ago. You know, a couple solid weeks. I'm, you know, trying to be competitive out here. Anything left to add, Aaron, before we move on to power rankings and standings? Nope. I'm excited to go over them. Let's do it. It's on. As per usual, just like last week, Aaron has the power rankings in front of him. I have no idea what the rankings are, so you will hear my reaction. It's on. It is on indeed. So, we'll go ahead and just go over the obvious. Number 10, in last place, remaining in that bottom dweller position, is the Red Rock. I just want to cuddle him. Uh, He is 10th place. Officially out of playoff contention. We all know this. Clayton, sorry to see you. Hate to see it. However, the rest of the positions here, we don't know. What? It's been a surprise. What? Number one's not known anymore? Well, we'll get to that. All so, right. Starting from ninth place, we have Team Don Perignon. Mm. Down one spot from last week. In eighth place, we've got the Big Ben Revenge Tour, which makes sense. Four-game skid, down another spot, and uh, heading in the wrong direction for sure. Uh, in seventh place, we got Team Fairlife. Okay, okay. So with that win, moves up two spots this week. That's right. So you're saying there's a chance. In sixth place, we have Team Uninspired Youth. Ooh. Going down a spot. Yeah, he had a good week. Despite a good week. It's crazy. But there was a lot of teams who had good weeks. In fifth place, we have Mount Passmore. Okay. So in the middle of the week in the of the league, had also his had team a very good week. go off and a lot of bench warmers apparently, according to the weekly report. In fourth place, the Broad Ripple swim team. In third place, we have Burroughs Best. Okay. So Burroughs Best remains the same. And I, I should point out, too, Broad Ripple Swim Team actually down two spots this week in fourth place. All right. All and right. then Mount Passmore went up a spot. God forbid the Broad Ripple Swim Team stays in the top three. <laughs> I mean, inching up each week by default. In second place, we have myself. Let okay. Russ cook. All right. All right. We're up two spots from last week, so like to see that. I mean, feel like a, a league record of points four, you know, in this this last week really helped me with uh, getting that second place spot. And in first place, staying up top, even despite the very ugly week that he did have, we got saving Matt Ryan in Kyle Stretch. Hmm. So there's I, your power rankings, Chris. Initial reactions. Can you elaborate on like 
uh, if in case everybody who doesn't know, the way we do power rankings is myself, Tim, and Aaron all kind of rank our own top ten, and then we combine those to get an aggregate score. Aaron, can you tell me how much of a threat was Stretch to be removed from number one? Because like for like I said, for five straight weeks we've all had him at number one. I know I didn't have him at number one this week. I I was I'm curious to know if anybody joined me. Uh. So Tim still had stretch at number one. Okay, I had him at number two. Number two this week. Okay, um, so I think that's really what kept him up there. Uh, and you also had him at number two as well. Okay, so all right, all right. Well, I'm just saying he's not undisputed number one anymore. So I think that's my biggest takeaway. There are is, threats. There are threats. Right. Starting to see some chinks in the armor. The standings, I know we usually go over them here, but I think we're just going to move on to our next scenario because that will explain a lot more than the standings. Oh, baby. It's that time. It's that time. We are here. Week 13, the final week of the regular season. And I will tell you that eight teams are still in contention. You might be thinking, eight, nine, Clayton, blah, blah, blah. Clayton's the only one. Eight teams are in contention. And we'll get to those eight teams right now. The way we are going to do it, we are going to go through each player and describe what their win situations are. If they can win, if they're in, do they need to win and need help? We're going to go through everybody. And before we do that, these will be the points for scenarios. You know, in reality, everybody can flip or flop if somebody outscores another person by like 200 points that's probably not going to happen so all the scenarios we name here are barring any ridiculous points for explosions um obviously points for being very important in these tiebreakers and keep track of the ands and the ors that me and aaron will try our best to enunciate um of course you know winning and or losing or those statements are very important so try to keep track there we will start with Stretch, the most obvious guy in the league. Stretch at 8-4. and four. Playoffs are clenched, and no matter his result this week against Hayden, the number one seed is locked and loaded. Stretch in number one seed, first round bye. We go to Zach. His playoffs are also clenched. So we will get into the seeding a little bit. He plays against Team Fairlife, which we will see is a very, very crucial matchup going forward if zach defeats team fairlife he will be the number three seed if he defeat if he loses to team fairlife he will be the number five seed so there is no way for zach to clinch a first round bye he will play in the first round of the playoffs will he be a three seed will he be a five seed all depends on that result to team fairlife this is where it starts to get interesting we will now hit aaron who at six and six has the highest points for in the league that will be absolutely crucial as we go through these scenarios. So, Aaron clinches a playoff spot with a win over Don. Win and you're in. Or, Aaron can lose. And if Team Fairlife loses, he is in. Or, Aaron can lose and Anthony loses. But, Aaron must maintain his points for lead over Anthony. Aaron currently has a 23-point points for advantage over Anthony. If they both lose and Aaron maintains his points for, he will get into the playoffs. Aaron, how do you feel about that? 
I mean, I'm feeling pretty confident. Uh, I think my team is on an upswing and playing against Don. I, I think uh, there's a lot of optimism for me uh, with that. So, But even if I do lose, I'm really happy that my points four is so high because it gives me a chance still. And, uh, yeah, I just hope you lose. That's all I got to say. Oh, you're not going to be the only one saying that one this week, pal. Let me know if you guys notice a trend as we go through these. Anthony, we will go up to next. Another win in your end team. Anthony clinches playoffs with a win over Clayton and the Red Rocket or clinches a playoff with a loss and a Team Fair Life loss. Or Anthony can clinch a playoff spot with a loss and an Aaron loss and he outscores Aaron on points four. Again, that 23 point points four advantage that Aaron has over Anthony could play huge. I was talking to Aaron upstairs, and how heartbreaking would it be <laughs> if both of you guys lost, but then Anthony outscores you on points four and gets into the playoffs? Dude, I would just need so long to get over that. <laughs> I would throw up for you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if my heart could take that. I've oh, suffered man. so much heartbreak. That would just be the icing on top. Right, yes. So, again, Anthony, win in your end, or if you lose – a team Fairlife loss gets you in, or an Aaron loss and you outscore him on points four gets you into the playoffs. Now we move on to Tim. Tim clinches a playoff spot with a win over Steven and Mount Passmore. Simple win and you're in. Or, here's where it gets interesting. Tim clinches a playoff spot with a loss and, you guessed it, a team Fairlife loss. If Tim loses and team Fairlife loses, he is in the playoffs, and now you might be asking yourself, if he loses, Aaron and Anthony will all have the same record if Team Fairlife wins. The thing is, Aaron and Anthony would both qualify via points four over Tim if Aaron, Anthony, and Tim were all to lose and Team Fairlife wins. So that is Tim's chances, and that just makes the game against Steven even bigger. Good God. Or you could say that just amplifies the importance of mine and Zach's matchup. Yes, indeed. And so the other half of that matchup that we'll cover next is Steven. Now, Steven can clinch the playoffs with a win over Tim. If he wins over Tim outright, Steven's in. Winning, you're in. Or if Steven loses, Team Fairlife must lose. So Steven could also potentially get in with Team Fairlife losing as well, again, based off that points four. Now, the scenario that Chris just went over with Tim, when Anthony and myself, we could get in based off of points four if Team Fairlife wins, that would also apply to Steven here as well. So just replace Tim with Steven in that scenario, and that's how it would be if Team Fairlife were the win. Correct. So that is really how Steven scenario is. Now, a quick note. If Chris and Don both lose, then Steven and Tim would both qualify for the playoffs just based off of points four. My head is spinning. <laughs> Our heads were spinning like crazy just trying to figure all of this out. Yes. We were going to try to do seeding, but we were like, wow, that's That'd even more complex. All right, say that yeah. note louder for the folks in the back. If Chris and Don both lose, Steven and Tim... Both get into the playoffs. 
based off of points for. Correct. All right. There you go. On to the next chump. The next person that we're going to discuss is Don. So Team Don, Perrin Yawn. It's pretty easy for Don. Because he has a low points for, Don clinches a playoff berth with a win over me, or he's eliminated from playoff contention. It's that simple. He's got to win this week, or he's out. Chris, same thing. Pretty simple for him as well. Based off his points for, which, by the way, is the lowest point total in the league. Less is all. <laughs> he clinches the playoffs with an outright win over Zach, or he is eliminated from playoff contention. Right. And then the last two. Now, break the news. I if, if this person's listening, he might be heartbroken at this, at this statement. He very much so I wonder so if he will. knows. I don't know if he yeah. does. I don't think so. All right. But we're going to break it to you Go right now. Break it. So we did all of the scenarios. Chris and I were going through all of the playoff implications based off of who wins, who loses. And Hayden, you are eliminated from oh. playoff contention. Man, um, would, you like, would you like to do the honors? Just talk about how good of a season Hayden had. Well, Hayden, it was looking really solid for you at the beginning of the season. You were at 1.5 and 3, riding high, and then you went on a four-game skid. And I think a few of those weeks, you didn't even eclipse 100 points. Is that right? Which is pretty gross. Hate to see it, but uh, yeah, even if you win this week, based off of the points for and just based off of the matchups that are happening, you would not be able to squeeze into the playoffs. So That's brutal. You should have you, seen our faces whenever we were like going through all the scenarios and we were like, Hayden can't get in. And it's just, oh, top three in the power rankings for so long. And then second to be eliminated from the playoffs. Yep. That is bananas. Yep. And then Clayton, we kind of knew for a couple weeks he'd probably be <laughs> out. He just put a stamp on it this week. You just had to, to me. just hit him with the haymaker on the right. Freaking tired. I, uh, yeah, I put him in his grave. Goodness. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Clayton. We're... We love you, man, but yeah, that's right. you are on right. as well. All right, so run it back if you want to hear it again. Run it back to your team. Those are all the playoff scenarios that we can come up with. If you have some elaborate six-team, this person loses, wins, outscores, blah, 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 let us know, and we can add it to the social media post that will be going out soon. But I think the biggest takeaway from this segment is my matchup with Zach. Team Fairlife has an impact on every still-in-contention team besides Don. So basically, if Team Fairlife loses, it opens up a world of possibilities because I will no longer get in on my record. My record is so, or my record's decent, but my points for is so bad that if I lose, I'm just out. And that opens up another spot for everyone. And that, in particular, really does favor Anthony and Aaron just based on their points for if I lose. So, um, it should be interesting. I know Zach might already be confirmed to come over to watch football at the Tack House. So, that will be a very, very closely watched matchup. Anything to add before we go to the Week 13 preview, Earn? Nothing really. I just think it's crazy how all of us basically need you to lose <laughs> in order for expanded scenarios to happen. Because if you win, it just messes everything up. So hopefully you lose. That's right. If I lose, it will certainly be more exciting. But that ain't going to happen. Team Fairlight against the world. 
Week 13 is here. It just seems like yesterday we were looking at everybody's preseason teams. Oh, it's moved so fast. Um, as only 2020 would have it, as only COVID would affect this to happen, Unfortunately, there are two teams on bye in Week 13 preview. We have the Carolina Panthers, so no Robbie Anderson, no DJ Moore, no Mike Davis CMC. And we also have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on bye. Oof. No Tampa Bay running back. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Tom Brady, all gone this week. That sucks. But, hey, that's 2020. It's a sucky year. First matchup we're going to look at, we have Clayton at 4-8 and eight in the Red Rocket taking on Anthony and the team Uninspired Youth at 6-6. Six and six. Yep, so we've got uh, Anthony, who decisively has a 93% chance Oof. of victory as of this podcast. Now, that does include Mike Davis currently on by, as well as Gronk on by, but let's be honest, who is Clayton going to plug in for them? <laughs> Uh, not really sure. Um, starting Travis Fulgham again, uh, who has scored less than 10 points the last three weeks combined. This will be rough, my man. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not, that's a nice way to put it. It was pretty funny too with Fulgham on the broadcast. They said, you know, at least he doubled his output because the last two weeks before this one, he had one catch for eight yards. He ended with two catches for 16. Oh, and Clayton keeps starting him. So we are oh, we're, no. we're, we're heading in the right direction, I guess, uh, slowly but surely. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, Derrick Henry is going to really have no regard for Clayton's soul. Oh, my uh, gosh. I am very sorry for that ahead of time. Um, Clayton, please prepare. Do the best you can to arm yourself. You might need a bulletproof vest. Get a Bible. Some sort of protective gear. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's going to rip your heart out. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Jefferson with plus matchups. Lamar's going to be back against the decimated Cowboys. That's just too much firepower. And Clayton's team is also decimated. So I think Anthony wins decisively and he secures his playoff berth. Uh, I've got Anthony winning this. I too have Anthony, nothing really to add. Anthony is just on the come up, and Clayton will be fielding Travis Fulgham again. So. And Tim also has Anthony as well. So Tim, clean, clean sweep. Tim also has Anthony clean sweep for Anthony. So um, as we discussed before, Anthony needs a win, which he should get. But if the unthinkable happens and he loses, he better hope he puts up a higher point total than Aaron Hunt or a team fair life loss to get into the playoffs. The next matchup we go to, we have Aaron and the 6-6, six and six, let Russ Cook going up against Team Don Perignon and the 6-6 six and six team. Uh, Sleeper currently has Aaron with a 76% chance of victory. And Aaron, I'm looking at you in the eyes right now. Just my eyes. You're officially a top team in the league. We're all picking you to win this game. Me, you, Tim, all picking you to win this game. You have great matchups. In this game, your team has fantastic, juicy matchups. If you win, you're in to the playoffs. Maybe as high as the number two seed. Is the choke game in? Oh, you can't even make eye contact with me right now. You're nervous. You're nervous. Is the Reggie Miller? Why am I nervous? Is the Reggie Miller meme inbound? Are we going to be sitting chokes? Oh, man. Highest points four in the league, man. 
Averages. It's law of averages. I love it's fantasy got, football. It's got to happen. Oh. Um, if we recall, um, let me jog all your memory. Um, Don won by point two points in their last game. Uh, Aaron, do you remember what happened in that last game where Don won by point two points? Nah, pretty pretty fuzzy. I don't even. You don't remember like nah. a little punt maybe on Monday maybe, Night Football? Maybe maybe vaguely. Maybe your yeah, all star wide receiver one Tyreek Hill just happened to you know maybe not catch it fully and. Yes, Chris, I remember. Why was he on freaking punt return? Bobble the punt. Nobody to lose knows. The game. <laughs> He just muffed it out of bounds because he was like, ah, I don't have to catch it. It doesn't matter. Uh, and then Sleeper just says, nope, sorry, negative points. Gosh. I br- Stupid. Honestly, I bring up all of these kind of non-analytical points to say that this game shouldn't be close. I mean, even Dawn's good players have tough matchups, right? Zeke at Baltimore, McLaurin at Pittsburgh, and Brandon Cooks at home against the Colts, who have done a really good job of limiting wide receivers. Um, if you want to look at Don's team, Raheem Mostert, or should I say Raheem must start? Shh. It's currently just chilling on the bench yeah, for Don. You would hope he needs that maybe, you know, change. He probably doesn't listen to these anyways. But um, it's a must win for both teams. Aaron does have some paths to the playoff if he loses, but I don't think he would want to even take that risk. Don, again, win and you're in, lose and you go home. It is a clean sweep for Aaron. We are all picking let Russ cook. Yeah, I'm extremely nervous still, even though I think I have a pretty good chance of getting into the playoffs with a win. Um, I just have had that sort of luck uh, in recent weeks where people just explode on me for whatever reason. So That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice one. Um, but yeah, so hopefully I get the job done and I don't have to worry about uh, relying on other people, a.k.a. you, to lose. Oh, thanks, pal. All right, so we move on to the next matchup. We have Stretch and the not-so-undisputed, but still the number one team in the league, and Saving Matt Ryan at 8-4 and four, going up against <sighs> Hayden. Man, this game kind of doesn't really mean much now, you know? Stretch... With the number one seed locked up, Hayden out of the playoffs, but we go anyways. Yeah, so stretch, 68% chance of victory. Unfortunately, yeah, it doesn't really mean a whole lot when it comes to seeding. Stretch is still going to be the number one seed, and as we discussed earlier, Hayden has no chance of making the playoffs. Which is bananas. Um, However, I think Hayden has... A favorable matchup against Stretch this week when it comes to his players going up against his, you know, stretches. Um, I think Hayden's going to be carried by Pat Mahomes, Allen Robinson, and Chase Claypool. All three of those guys have pretty plus matchups uh, that should be good and go in Hayden's favor. Assuming James Conner comes back from COVID, so that's a big if, especially with him being a cancer survivor. Hopefully everything turns out okay with that. Um, it looks like on paper Hayden should coast here to a win. Um, for stretch, Murray and Kramera must show out. They haven't the last couple weeks. Uh, can Debo Samuel be a dark horse for stretch? Um, he's been hurt a lot of the season, been in and out of the lineup. He really exploded onto the scene this past week, so um, let's see if he can keep it up. And then will Tyler Lockett please stand up? Yeah, sit your butt down. Ever since his fifty-three point, <laughs> ever since his fifty-three point explosion, I just feel like he really hasn't done a ton. 
You want to hear his uh, points total since his 53-point explosion? Oh, you have those cubes? All right. 7, 8, 11, 21, 5. Yeah, not great. <laughs> I mean, I don't think those five weeks even add up to the 53. So, um, Quick maths. Uh, carry the one. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I'm here. All, I'm here all night. Um, but yeah, and then you know, in conclusion, here stretches flex positions. They're just so ugly. Um, I think that really might be the difference from my vantage point. Um, so I've got Hayden winning this game. Uh, I think he goes out with a bang, even though he's in the losers bracket. I also have Hayden, basically because of everything you said. Um, if Alvin Kamara is tied down by Taysom Hill again, uh, not great, not great. But I think if you want to look at this from stretch standpoint, this could be a big game just to give him some confidence. I mean, he's not—he's off next week, you know, because he already has the first round by. So it's like you just—if he—if he somehow stumbles again in this game. Whoever was the sixth seed or the lowest seed going into the second round might have a favorable matchup. I mean, if you're stretched, you just need to get some confidence and kind of reestablish, I guess, the fear that people had in you the, like for most of the season. It's just gone right now. It's not there. Yeah, it's really not. So I'll be in, interested to see how his team performs because if he drops this one, I think that's three in a row. That would be three in a row. Jeez! Lucky you had a good midseason form, buddy. On to the next matchup. This this might be the best game ever. I I love this. Tim and Burrow's best six and six going up against Steven and Mount Passmore also at six and six. And to make it even better, Sleeper has Steven with a fifty two percent. Oh my god, chance of victory. And even picking this game, I mean, it was tough, man. It was tough. I mean, looking at Tim, you know, he welcomes back, hopefully, uh, DeAndre Swift this week. But other than that, it's, I mean, it's business as usual. You know, Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Darren Waller, Baby CMC, Miles Sanders. Business as usual. If they even perform even slightly better than last week, you think he should get the dub this week. But for Steven, I mean, you know, we didn't do it last week, but we got to do it this week. You know what time it is. Welcome to this week's episode of Which Quarterback Will Steven Start? Aaron, my lovely contestant. We have Deshaun Watson at home against the tough Indianapolis Colts defense. We have Tom Brady on by. Might not be the best start. Taysom Hill at Atlanta. Maybe, maybe. Lots of points scored. And we have Justin Herbert at home against the Pats. Who are we going with? I'm going to go with Justin Herbert against the Patriots. I think Bill Belichick will scheme a way to maybe cap some of Justin Herbert's ceiling. But Deshaun Watson going up against that Colts defense. Colt, go Colts. I know he's at home, but our defense is pretty tough. I know, especially if we get like the guys back, you know, Buckner and Okariki and Toure and all those good guys. And it can't be overstated that Will Fuller being out will hurt Deshaun Watson from a fantasy perspective. I'm going Herbert. I'm going Herbert, too. Thanks for joining us this week on which quarterback will Steven start back to the game. It's largely business as usual for Steven as well, I mean, this week. Um, Again, usual guys, Nick Chubb, James Robinson, who Aaron rightfully deemed as the best running back core in the league right now. Do you have an objection? Who do you think is better? 
Um, off the top of my head, I mean, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Todd Gurley. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't honestly. Off the top of my head, I mean, I'll, I'll believe you. You're a pretty trustworthy guy, but Thanks. um. I think his team is highlighted by the start of Jarvis Landry and his flex. Um, he's coming off a big breakout game last week with 28 points. Um, I feel like that was the first game the Browns have played that wasn't in, like, rainy, windy nastiness. And Jarvis Landry pops off. So, you know, maybe that's a sign of things to come. As we discussed earlier, the winner gets into the playoffs. Oh, this game's going to be so close and so good. And the loser of this game will obviously be really hoping for a team fair life loss. So, and I'm going to pick Steven. And I think Tim's rough matchups, you have DeAndre Swift. If he comes back, will he be at 100%? It might not matter because you're going to Chicago. You have DeAndre Hopkins going up against Jalen Ramsey this week. And you have Antonio Gibson going up against that stout Pittsburgh Steelers front. I think that swings it for me. I go Steven. I pick Steven as well. Tim also picked Steven, so it was a clean sweep across the board. My decision really came because of all the questionable tags for Tim, especially at the running back spot. He's got Swift, who's questionable with the concussion still. Josh Jacobs is low-key pretty banged up, so he may or may not uh, be getting the full workload this week. On the other side, you've got you know, Steven with his one-two punch at running back who are going to get theirs and i just like the other matches better so that's why i pick steve so i don't think this pod will be out by the time waivers run tomorrow if you're steven do you drop the house on deontay booker i think you do or Devonte booker whatever his name is i think you do oh my gosh if jacobs goes out you gotta think tim has 10 fab left he's got to get him mm-hmm. right if i'm steven i'm dropping 11 fab on Devonte booker I totally am. I'm not letting Steven get him. Oh. You mean Tim. No, Sorry. Tim. Yeah, I'm not letting Tim get him. Man, I love fantasy football. That's a great strategy. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Don't sit on your fab. Fun fact. Don't sit on your freaking fab. All right? It's there to be spent. So um, we're all picking Steven there. Huge, huge game. That might be my favorite game to watch this week. So we go on to the final matchup, which, again, of course, is the matchup that everybody, really besides Dawn, will be analyzing it is team fair life chris six and six going up against zach and the broad ripple swim team at seven and five yeah so we've got team fair life up against the broad ripple swim team chris mitchum and zach welch it's about to go down it's about to go down chris has currently a 55 percent chance of victory according to sleeper let's go, let's go. I have picked Zach in this matchup. Bitch! (laughs) Chris and Tim have both picked Chris to win. I think for me, when I look at this, there are some juicy matchups. For Zach at the running back position, you have Chris Carson up against the New York Giants. And then you also have Dalvin Cook playing Jacksonville. I guess that is with the assumption that he does play. I know he's hurt, so I don't know if his availability for the game is in jeopardy at all. <laughs> what was that? What, what, what? I was about to ask, do you Somebody still is. have him? Because that might be valuable. Duh, do. <laughs> um, so, assuming he does play, I think that gives Zach a clear advantage at the running back position. 
Deontay Johnson proven to be pretty pretty reliable, I would say. Very consistent. And then you got Eric Ebron, who low-key has also been showing out as of late. Respectable game against the Ravens that we just watched a few hours ago. And then, hey, what happened? Hey, what happened? Chris started uh, Michael Pittman. Ho! In a flex spot. Oof. Uh, what not, do you mean, oof? I'm not so sure about that. He uh, a <laughs> little inconsistent there. He went off for, like, what, 24 against Green Bay, and then this past week against Tennessee he went off for a solid six. So that's not great. Um, we'll see if you stick with that uh, in true Team Fairlife form. Undisputed RB1. Kenyon Drake, you better show out again this week. Josh Allen also needs, I think, at least a 30-piece in order for you to uh, keep up with Zach. Hayden Hurst and Ridley also have questionable tags, so the whole Falcons team is falling (laughs) apart. The Falcons are questionable. (laughs) The whole Falcons team is questionable. Um, Hopefully they play, or else, Chris, you might be in some deep doggy doo-doo. This will be low scoring, I can guarantee that, but... Chris, I think you'll be on the wrong side of that low score this time, and your playoff dreams will have to wait another year. You know what, Aaron? <clears throat> Sometimes teams, they're out there, and um, they just don't make sense. Yeah, they just don't make sense. But that's what you call a team of destiny, Aaron. All right? I am going to win this matchup, and guess what? I Once I say this, I can't go back. I am going to be led by the captain of my team, Michael Pittman Jr. (laughs) He's going to go off against the Texans. I'm going to will it into existence. I I, I can't go back Are you actually going to start him now? I can't go back. You have to. It's on the pod. I can't go back. All right. Flex spot occupied by the Michael Pittman. I'm going to throw up. Um, But, no, I I should be not the favorite in this matchup. I have a lot of tough matchups. But – I, th- I think we get it done, baby. I think we get into the playoffs and we crush everybody else who's going to lose this week and hope that I lose. Uh, I hope you don't. Uh, this is so much fun. Anything to add before we sign off? Nothing really to sign off on. Uh, I'm just super excited. And hopefully, uh, yeah, we just have a lot more fireworks. Oh, Best of luck to everyone except Zach Welch. Oh, what a show, man. Is that Was that our best ever? It might have been. It might be our best ever show. I think we say that every week, but I think we're just getting <laughs> better and better. It might be our best ever show. Getting man. into the fluff. Oh, the show was pretty good this week. The show. <laughs> Before we sign off, again, the invite is open. I texted it in the group chat. If you're a person out there that's listening to this podcast for some reason, and you want to come watch football with this league at the Tack House, dude, let us know. Like, That'd be crazy. We're if we fun. Had, if we had a fan, that would that would be that, insane. Just one, literally one fan that comes over. Just some guy would be like, "Hey, I love your pod." <laughs> we got the Christmas stuff up. I'd love to show him around. I know, man. Around the place that would be awesome. But no, the invite is open to all the Tack House. Come watch what will be surely be a wacky, wild, un incredible week thirteen. The invite is open. As always, listen to us on the podcast platforms that matter, Spotify and Apple Music. Subscribe, review, share this with your friends, and just Santa Claus full force down that freaking chimney onto that like button. Smush it. Wow, that was so 
theme was, festive yeah it was very was festive awesome i was Yoke just gonna i was just gonna say click it like i normally do you can click so, it so just do You'd that be lame and yeah, click just, it. just do that whatever follow us on insta and twitter at this league underscore pod i plan to make a nice little like graphic for the social media about you know like playoff scenarios so while you're sweating balls off while watching week 13 matchups hopefully at the tack house you can keep that handy dandy little chart in front of you and see how your team falls and as always email us with comments suggestions compliments at this league 2020 at gmail.com aaron hunt this is the last podcast of the regular season once we pod next time it will be playoff time Anything you want to say to end the inaugural This League regular season? I just can't believe we're here. I can't believe we've done so many of these episodes already. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and hopefully uh, playoff time I'll be uh, continuing to smile in these podcasts and not on the opposite end saying, uh, "What? hey, what happened? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really hoping that doesn't that doesn't happen. I also am going to add that if you do come over on Sunday, there will be a lot of Newcastle because I am going Ooh. on record saying <laughs> I am buying Newcastle. This is crazy. Anything we say on the podcast, it's like record. I have to start Michael Pittman Jr. And I, I got to buy a and bunch of Newcastle. you got to buy Newcastles for everyone and our one fan that will surely show up. I really – that would be so freaking awesome. <laughs> be awesome. All right. I'm going to stop talking now. Aaron, it's time. I'm Chris. It's on. Gonna get silent night, holy night, shepherds quake at the sight, glory stream from Nice. That was like we're getting good. Like we were obviously getting more comfortable.